Hello and welcome to episode 40 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, Dara Swift. I'm talking with women who share their experiences and what they've learned. We talk about where they're taking action, where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and how they're using their God-given gifts to impact the world for Christ. Because every woman of God has a fierce calling, and everybody has a story. So let's tell them to glorify God and share what we know. And I hope this podcast encourages, inspires, and challenges other women to use their gifts to impact the world for Christ. We can make a difference. God wants to use us, and He has given us gifts so that we can impact the world, friend. In today's episode, God will bring you through it. I'm talking with my friend, Dorenthea Nemeth. Dorenthea walked through a valley when her husband went to prison. Hear how God answered her prayers, but not in the way she thought he would. She shares how God brought her through it and how he will bring you through it too. Now, Dorenthea's fierce calling is encouraging and empowering women to walk in their next, to get unstuck and walk into purpose. She inspires women to run after their goals and ambitions and to just dream again. I know what Dorenthea has to say today will encourage, inspire, and challenge you. So listen in while I have a chat with Dorenthea Neiman. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today I am excited to welcome my friend Dorenthea Nemeth. She is a woman's conference speaker, an author, a Bible teacher, and worship leader. And she's a wife, mom, and Gma, which is yes. hard to believe. <laughs> but anyway, is she has such an impactful story, but she has a heart to inspire women to run after their goals and ambitions, and to just dream again. And I cannot wait for you to hear what the Lord has put on her heart to share with us today. So welcome to the podcast, Dorothea. Oh, thank you, Doris. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited. I've been looking forward to this all week. So Um, thank you so much. (laughs) Me too. Thank you. (laughs) You just have this, you know, this Jesus joy just bubbling right out and I just can see Thank the spirit you. just moving and I just love hearing what you're doing and how mm-hmm. you're walking in your fierce calling. So I'm going to ask where you're taking action, where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Okay. Well, first, I, when, when I saw the name, first of all, I love the name of your podcast, Fierce calling. And I looked up that word last night as I was preparing for our time together. And fierce means powerful. Fierce means strong. And I was like, okay, yeah, we each have a powerful and a strong calling and purpose in life. The problem is, is coming to find, is knowing what that is. And I didn't know what that was I didn't know what my calling was and when I after I got married and started having children I didn't know what my calling was I didn't know I thought I was just supposed to be you know a mother and there's nothing wrong with being a mom that's the that's the most that's the best calling in the world mm-hmm. is being a mother and a wife and and I but to me you know I was like okay I'm a mother and I'm a wife and that was to me that was all there was you know and and excuse my grammar, but 
to, to be honest with you, I was good. I wasn't looking for no passion. I wasn't looking for no compassion. <laughs> I wasn't looking for no conviction. <laughs> you know, it was like, I wasn't looking for any of that, you know? And, and so it came to me, actually it happened accidentally, how I came into my fierce calling. And I think that that's a lot for, that that, that um, it's, it's the same for a lot of us. Because we don't know, and that's one of the things, and we'll get into it later, that God is calling me to do is to minister to women, to let them know there is more that God has for you. Yes, it's amazing being a mom. It's amazing being a wife. It's amazing being a daughter and a sister and, you know, and all those roles that we play. But mm -hmm. there is so much more, and little did I know, even, I mean, just this right now, me talking to you, I I, it wasn't in my mind. I, I didn't think about it. I didn't think, okay, I want to be talking to women and ministering to women and being on podcasts and speaking at women's conferences. It never occurred to me. So, but my, I have to begin though, at the beginning of my journey, it was a journey for me to come into my fierce calling hmm. because like I said, you know, I was a mom and I was a wife and I was, you know, having, I was one of those traditional, you know, women that, because I was raised up where my mom, you know, she had the dinner ready. And after my father got home from work and uh, from working. And, and so I was, you know, and that's what I did. You know, I made sure that I had dinner prepared and I took care of my kids. I was a stay-at-home mom and and that was awesome. You know, that was amazing to me. And I loved and I loved it at the time. My children are now grown, but I loved that at the time. And but little did I know the journey that God was going to take me on. Mm. And it began in May of 2000 when I got a knock on the door. And there were like five police cars, I would say five to seven. There were a lot because we had a long driveway. So it was like our driveway was filled with police cars. And my husband was sitting in the back of one of them mm -hmm. because, see, he had gotten into some trouble with the law. And but before that, he had told me, you know, that he was struggling. He told me and he asked me to help him. And we as women, we try to fix things. You know, right. we try to make things better as a wife and as a mother. And we say, I'm going to do, you know, I'm going to fix this. Mm -hmm. And so I bought a couple's Bible and I thought, well, if we just get into the word together because I grew up, my husband and I, we have, we both have different backgrounds. He didn't grow up in church like I did. I grew up in church, even though both of our grandfathers were pastors, they are both now deceased, but they were both pastors. And so we, but I grew up with my parents, you know, in the home and he didn't. He was raised by his great grandparents because his he was born to uh, teenagers when they were still in in high school, and so he was he didn't go to church. His great grandparents didn't take him to church, and so he grew up, you know, in a different world. And even his, you know, and his mom introduced him to um, marijuana when he was nine years old. Mm. And so that became a stronghold in his life. Little did I know what 
part that was going to play in our lives. And that became a stronghold to him that I thought that once he had given his life over to the Lord, that he didn't have that struggle anymore. But little did I know that he was still struggling with that. And then the people that he hung around on his job, they too, you know, helped, helped influence that. And then, so it, 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 it was, it was, it, it got to be a little hard, you know, and I'm, and I'm, I was raised up in church and I was a good girl and I did everything right. And I was like, um, I'm married to this man now. And I, and I say that I, you know, I was a, you know, how opposites attract, you know, right. the good girl and the bad boy. So, <laughs> so that was us, you know, and, and, and he was, uh, but he had given his life to the Lord and I thought everything was going to be, awesome and amazing and we have our home and our kids and and this is you this is awesome and but i didn't uh think that it was going to take what it took to actually because my husband he had a relationship with god but he tells people even today that he had a he knew god with his head but not with his heart mm. and I knew that and I knew that he was struggling and I thought, like I said, that I was going to, that I could fix it, but I couldn't because it was only going to take God to fix, to, to change him, not even to fix him, but to change him. Mm -hmm. And so I prayed and let me tell you, be careful what you pray for because you just might get it. And I prayed. Lord, I want my husband to have a strong relationship with you. And listen to these words. Now, I added to that, no matter what it takes, I want him to have a, a walk, a strong walk with you. And little did I know what it was going to take because it was those magical words, no matter what it takes, that it was going to shake my world, literally. And uh, shortly after that, it was when the policeman came knocking on my door and my husband was sitting in the back of one of those cars with his hands handcuffed behind his back. And he had got into some trouble that I don't even have time to go into, but he had got into some trouble with the law and, and it was devastating to me and these policemen, they're coming into my home and they're looking all over the place and, and it was something because God had given me such peace, Doris. God had given me such peace, even while they were there. And it, and it was funny because even one of the policemen or detectives had questioned me and he was wondering how come I was so calm. Mm -hmm. And it was an opportunity for me to minister to him. Well, this is, it, it's called the peace of God. God gave me this peace. I've been raised up going to church. My, my parents took me to church all my life. And it is God that's given me this peace. And he, my husband, they took him down to, to the city jail and he was there. And I'm still thinking, Doris, I'm, I was like, okay, Lord, I know that this this isn't really, he's not really, because when they, when the policeman came to my house, they said that he was going to be gone for a long time. Mm -hmm. And our children at the time, we had a four-year-old son and our daughter was two. And he told me, he said, by the time you're, that my husband won't even be home to go to their high school graduation. And wow. that, but at the same time, I didn't really, 
I wasn't paying attention to him. I was like, I don't care what you say. You don't my know husband, my God. <laughs> yeah, you don't know my God. And, 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 and But even then, I didn't know what, what was going to happen. But I just, but at the same, and I, I, I guess I really didn't take it all in. Because I'm thinking, Doris, okay, my husband is going to be home in six months, okay? He's going to, he's, because he had a, 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 a court date set in November. And I'm thinking, all I've got to do is just, I'm going to fast. I'm going to go on a three-day fast, girl, and I'm going to pray. And we are, and I'm going to seek my God, and, and God is going to turn this around. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, this, I know that you just had this happen just to scare my husband and to, you know, to get him right. And I did it. And I'm thinking to myself, this is, I'm going to fix this. But little did I know the plan that God was going to use that this was something that God was going to use to answer my prayer. And sometimes we pray things and we expect the answer to come a certain way. And when it doesn't come the way that we thought it was going to come, and we're going to have to go through some things and we're, and you're going to have to uh, have go through a test. And, and that's, and that's what happened. I was going to have to, I confess, you know, Doris, let me tell you something. <laughs> there are some things that we cannot fast our way out of. We cannot pray our way out of. We just have to go through. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, we still need to run after God and seek him in prayer and seek him in his word. Because that is what will keep us while we're going through. Mm -hmm. Because that is what kept me. It was the word of God. It was my relationship that I had with God that kept me. Because I did, little did I know that six months was going to pass. And I was going to get a phone call and he was going to give me the worst news that I ever heard in my life. And that was when he told me that he was sentenced to 16 years mm. in prison, that he had gotten a 16 year prison sentence. And here I am, I'm on the telephone in the kitchen and my children are running around and they're playing and I'm on the telephone and I'm listening to this and you talk about my heart dropping down to my stomach. I just became numb. And for the next three days, all I could do was cry because like I said, I was thinking, Lord, I just know that you were going to bring me out of this thing. You know, because I, I, I was, like I said, I went to church and I was in the, in the, choir and and I was a good girl and I didn't you know I didn't do I didn't do the things that everybody else did out in the world and I was doing everything that I knew to live right mm -hmm. and sometimes we feel like that when we are doing everything that we know to live right that we're not going to go through anything but in some, but yes, we still have to go through some things, but it's for God's glory and Amen. it's for our good. Yes. And I didn't, at the, but at the time it didn't feel good <laughs> and it doesn't, and it never feels good, but that's when we can't go by our feelings. We just have to know that this is God. This is what Lord, if this is what you're going to have, have me go through. Then I know that you're going to give me the strength and God gave me the strength, Doris. God gave me the strength to go through that test and years have passed. But let me tell you though, when I first went to visit my husband for the first time, 
and I took our children with me. I could immediately, it was like when I, when he be, opened up his mouth and he began to talk to me, it was like God was talking to me. It was like an immediate turnaround, what God had did in my husband. Because people were telling me, Dorinthia, go on with your life. Don't, don't wait for him. You are a beautiful young woman. You, your children are young. You can go on with your life. Someone else can, will marry you and take care of you. But when I went to visit him for that first time, I knew, no, this is the man that God has for me. Because when I tell you that God had did a total turnaround in my husband and his mind, in the way that he spoke to me, it was amazing and it blew my mind and i was like even though we had to have that relation long distance relationship while he was in prison and i had to and i only could see him one weekend out of the month i knew that this is the man that god had for me and i knew that this is what God's plan, Lord, if this is what you want me to go through, then this is what I'm going to go through. And I'm so glad that God gave me the strength to go through it because now he came home and it was funny. Now, fast forward 12 years, we, I was thinking, and because my husband, the Lord had already told him that he wasn't going to spend his whole time there. And so we, but he didn't tell him how long he was going to be there. He said he knew that he wasn't going to be there the whole time, but we didn't know when God was going to bring him home. And so I was thinking that or at the end of the 12th year that this was it was going to happen. And I just knew I could feel it in my spirit. You know, Doris, I could feel it. But then I thought that it was going to happen within a certain time frame. By the end of 2011, I thought that he was going to be home. And when it didn't happen by January 1st, I was in the tub and I was crying and I was telling my husband because it, it, it was at, at that point that I felt my faith to, to deteriorate because I had all this time I had been holding on to my faith and I had been trusting God and I and I was thinking and I just knew that it was getting ready to happen. But then it, it didn't happen within that the end of that year of 2011. I began to question God and I began to question whether this was okay. Is this really what I'm supposed to be doing? You know, be, because sometimes we, when it seems like God is taking so long and our prayers aren't answered as soon as we want them to, then we begin to question God. And we, and not only that, but we begin to question God's nature and his character. Because let me tell you, Doris, one of the strategies of the enemy is that he, he won't try to get you to question God's existence because we know that there is a God and the enemy knows there's a God. Right. But he will try to get you to question God's character, God's nature, mm -hmm. that God has forgotten about you, that God doesn't love you. And I had gotten to that point that I began to question God, are you still there? Yeah. And God let me know that he was still there, even though I couldn't feel him. And that's why I say we can't go by our feelings, even when you can't trace God. Have you heard that before? When you can't trace him, you have to learn to trust him. Amen. And even though... Yeah, even though I couldn't trace God, I didn't know what, what was going on, but I had to learn. God was taking me through this journey so that I could learn to trust him. 
and but it wasn't easy though it was so hard but i had to know that god that even though this giant this mountain is in front of me god is bigger than this giant god is bigger than this mountain yes. and and the weight was going to be worth it and so i was but at the end of that year i was just so broken and i was just wondering god where are you why haven't you brought my husband home now? Our children are there, they're teenagers now. Why haven't you, why haven't, where's, what, what's going on? And so let me tell you, I, uh, when I was at work, this was four days after I, I've had my breakdown and <laughs> my husband, he's tried to comfort me and, and, and he didn't know, I guess he, did, he really didn't know what to say or what to do because he didn't know. He couldn't tell me. And only God knew the answer. And I was, but I, I continued, I hung up, got off the phone with him and I continued to press on it. I didn't know what I was going to do. I was just taking it. At this point, I was just taking it day by day. And so four days had passed by. And it was funny because he had already been in prison for 12 years. And I only had four. If I, if I had to wait to four the whole time, it was only going to be four more years. At, at, isn't it at the very end, and maybe you can relate that at the very end when you are right on the brink, right. you're right on the brink of that blessing, you're right on the brink of your breakthrough, and you and the enemy he he comes in and, he, and overtakes you with with fear and with doubt, and that's how it was for me because let me tell you that four days after I had my breakdown. I got a call from my husband saying, honey, I'm coming home. The judge is bringing me home, bringing me into the courtroom. Yes. And it was like, Lord, all I had to do was wait four more days. <laughs> and it was, it was like, I was right there. I was right, right at the, at the, at the brink. I was right on at the end. And all I had to do was just hold on. But God, he had let me know that sometimes we, he, he waits until we get to the end of our, ourselves. He yeah. waits until, you know, that we have nothing. Nothing else that even, even, but God is so faithful because even when all of our faith is gone, even mm -hmm. when you don't even have faith to believe for yourself, God will still work for you. He will still step in. He will still do his perfect work. I am so glad. Let me tell you, I am so glad that my blessings are not predicated on my faith, on the level of my faith, mm -hmm. that God he is still faithful. He's full of faith, even when I'm not. Even when yes. I'm faithless, God is faithful. He's Amen. full of faith. He's because because that's his character, yeah. and that's and the enemy. He would try to get you to question God's character. That God's word isn't true. That His word is a lie. But God's word is faithful. God's word is true. Amen. Yes. God's Amen. word is so true. And I had all I had to do was just wait that four more days. And shortly after that, about a month later, my husband was home. Mm -hmm. He was home before our children graduated from high school. Praise God. Praise our God. son was in the 10th grade. Our daughter, she was in the eighth grade. And, and they were, because uh, he came home the February of that following year. And he was home to, he was home to go to both of them, to see the, both of them walk across the stage and graduate mm -hmm. from high school. Mm -hmm. And I praise God for that. And after he came home, I'm thinking, 
I can just coast. I'm just going to relax. I'm going to put my feet up. <laughs> and I'm not gonna I'm gonna let him take care of me because I done my part. I was faithful. I was I waited for him. I raised our children for the past 12 years. And I'm just going to coast and chill. I'm just gonna chill. <laughs> Little did I know that God said, Dorinthia, there is more that I have for you because I had started writing a book called Next four steps to get unstuck and walk into purpose. Mm -hmm. I started writing that book and I got lazy. I was like, I don't feel like writing this book. I never enjoyed writing when I was in school and I got lazy and I put the book over to the side. I didn't tell anyone that I was writing that book. I didn't tell my husband. I told no one, not my best friend, no one, but God God is so good because he will get you to where you're supposed to be. Even though you may put that thing on the shelf or stash it away somewhere in a drawer and, and walk away from it. But if that's what God has for you to do, God will bring you back to it. Because I was in a, I was in at my church in prayer one day and our pastor, God was using him to walk around during prayer and he was ministering and he was giving a word to a, of prophecy to different ones. And when he came to me, he said, Dorinthia, he said, there's a book inside of you. Mm. There's a, a book inside of you that uh, God wants you to, to write. And I'm thinking to myself, how in the world did he know that I had started writing this book? And me and my human nature, you know, we try to use excuses, Doris. Yeah. We try to use excuses and say, well, we don't want to do something. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, Lord, is, I, is this really you? Maybe that prophecy is for the sister on the other side of the church. <laughs> they, I, don't, I don't think, I don't, I, I, don't, I don't think that you got this right because I don't, <laughs> I don't want to write this book. I, I put this book on the, you know, I, I walked away from it. And I was, so I was going to use an excuse. And I said, I told my pastor, well, pastor, yeah, I did start writing this book, but um, I just, I don't want to just say anything. I want to have a God word and, and I just want to make sure, you know, and I'm just waiting. And so and that was my excuse. That, that was my little two cents. But God had, had spoke through him and said, but God has said, revealed to me that when all, that when you sit down at the, and you just start writing that God will give you, he will download into you what to say. Mm -hmm. And I had already knew that because that's how I started writing this book. I just started writing it as I was typing. God was just giving me what to say. And so I already knew that. And so God is so good because he won't let us get, we, we can give him excuses. And let me say this. He won't force us to do what, what he wants us to do, mm -hmm. but he knows your excuses. Mm -hmm. And he will cause you to confront your excuses and let you know, no, there is no excuse for yeah. you to not do what I have called you to do. There is no excuse. It's because of our disobedience that we don't do what God has called us to do. God has put things inside of us. There are gifts inside of you. There are gifts. There are, there's talent inside of, and right now I'm ministering to your, your listeners and letting them know there are gifts inside of you. There's talent inside of you. There's purpose inside of you. There's calling inside of you. And when you surrender to God and submit to God, he will bring that calling 
to you and he'll bring that passion. He'll bring compassion. He'll bring conviction when you surrender because many times we don't know what our calling, our purpose is because we haven't surrendered. There is, it's already there. We're trying to find it, but it's already inside of us. Yeah. And so it's, it's just, it's, it's just a matter of seeking God and God revealed to me that what I have for you to do is already inside of you. Mm-hmm. And if you will obey me, I will bring it. I will bring you to your calling. I will bring you to your passion and to your purpose. And that's what God did. Mm-hmm. He brought me to my purpose because I wrote that book. And I, my church had me teach a four-week Bible study. And I taught a four-week Bible study on my book. And that teaching that class gave me life. Mm-hmm. That's where my passion came to me. That's where my calling came to me and my conviction because God was letting me know people need to know what their purpose, people need to know what their calling is. They need to know there are so many women who don't know what their next is and they are wondering. That's why I titled my book Next Mm -hmm. because so many of us, we don't know. We're searching for our next and I use practical and spiritual steps to guide women into their next and to their purpose. And so teaching that class gave me life. And I said, this is what I'm supposed to do. This is my passion mm-hmm. because I have compassion for women who don't know what they're supposed to do. I have compassion. Now God has put a compassion inside of me for women who don't know what their calling is, who don't know what their purpose is, who don't know that there is more that God has for them. There is so much more that as you begin to use the gifts, all you have to do is just start using what God has given you to do, the the talents. Maybe it's to to sing or or write songs or write a book or or a memoir, whatever it is God is is calling you to do or start a podcast or a YouTube channel, whatever it it is, it's already in you. But many times we have self-limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. And we limit, we put limits on ourselves because of fear. Yes. And, and we are stuck and we become stuck. So that's why the subtitle of my book is to get unstuck. Let's right. get unstuck and walk into your purpose. And so I wrote that book to empower women and yeah. to, uh, to encourage them to, it's time. It is your time. It is your time to walk into your fierce calling. Mm-hmm. It is your time to walk into the power, walk in the strength that God has put inside of you and, and walk in your purpose. And so now our, my husband and I, he's been home now for eight years. We are associate ministers at our church, associate pastors at our church, and we are serving God together and he is serving God. And it it is God. He is an amazing man. My, when I tell you that God, what God did, God did a perfect work in my husband. And God is so faithful when he says that I will perfect those things that concern you. Mm-hmm. God will, when you give something or someone over to God, he will bring perfection out of it. And that's what he did. He has perfected my husband. Not to say that he's perfect, but he has perfected him. He's the amazing husband that I need him to be. And God has 
God is perfecting our marriage and, and, it, and our ministry. And we, we bought our first home together. And, and God is so good. What he, what he allows us to go through, he will turn it around for his glory Amen. and for our good. Amen. And so that's where, so now I'm, I'm walking in action and I'm empowering women and I'm speaking to women at, at conferences and letting them know, girl, there is more that God has for you. Yeah. And it is, it is your time to walk into your purpose and into your fierce calling. Awesome. <laughs> Dorinthia Nemeth, I think we just had church. I mean, we are the church. We're the church, Amen. but we just had church. Yes. Amen. That's, that's awesome. I love, you know, okay, I love all of what you said. Uh, but going back to it, I really love how you brought out how we know who God is, but the enemy is going to try to make us question his character. You know, yes. it happened in the garden right from yes. the start, you know, when the mm -hmm. fall happened, like that's what he was trying to do. And, mm -hmm. you know, so that is amazing. And I love when you were giving us that visual of that you were saying, okay, four more years. And when it gets to the end, because we sometimes don't know really when the end's coming, like you said, right. when the breakthrough's mm -hmm. going to happen. And it mm -hmm. reminded me of this visual that I once saw where it's this this little man and he's digging through this tunnel with a pickaxe right and it looks to him like he can't it's going to be forever until he breaks through all of this rock right and then that but we can see the yes. end is like just right. like a short way yes and, and so yes. you know we can't always see it but you know it was so encouraging that you said that because that your breakthrough was only four days away you know, yes. versus four years. It, I just love that. And so, <laughs> yeah, I, that's amazing. And then, you know, like you were saying earlier that God allows things to happen for his purposes and his glory and for our mm -hmm. good. And mm -hmm. it may not always look like the way we think it should look, or we want it to look, but what right. if he had done it a different way? You know, mm -hmm. like it would not have been where you are today, where your husband is today, how your marriage yeah. is today. And mm -hmm. it would not have looked like right this, because it reminds exactly. me of that Ephesians verse about that. God will do exceedingly abundantly more than we can ask. Yes. Or, yes. Think, or imagine yes. Like his ways are higher and his big picture plan is so much more amazing than what we can say. Well, yes. I, I hope this is going to happen, you know? So, I mean, that whole thing that you just went through is just totally the epitome of fierce calling. Like that is what this podcast is for, you know, to inspire yeah. and mm -hmm. challenge women, you know? Yes. Amen. So, yes. It, and it was because we're going to go through challenges, Doris. Yeah. We're going to have challenges in life. We're going to go through seasons yeah. in life, but it is your faith that will help you to endure that winter season when you find yourself in the middle of a, of a winter season because that was definitely a winter season for me but do you know that there is still beauty in the winter yeah. there's beauty in every season and there's beauty in our valleys i heard someone say a few days ago that even though we're in the valley there are lilies in the valley because mm -hmm. god said that he will be our lily in the valley and even though you may be in a valley 
look for the lilies because there are lilies in your valley. Look for the beauty because he said he will give us beauty for ashes, mm -hmm. the oil of joy for mourning, and the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Yeah. Look for the praise. There's joy. Even though we can't see it with our natural eyes. Mm -hmm. And that's when you have to learn to look at your situation with eyes of the spirit. Yes. And that's what God, he has, he had to teach me to, you have to learn how to change your perspective because when we look at things that's going on around us in the natural, it doesn't look good. You look to the left, you look to the right. It does not look good, but that's when you have to turn on your spirit eyes mm -hmm. and you have to look at things with the eyes of God, with the eyes of Holy spirit and God, he will give you revelation and he will give you insight that's been there all along but see we couldn't see it because we're busy looking at it through our natural eyes and looking at the bad what's what's going on around us and we're not looking for the good but there is good there are lilies in our valleys there's beauty in every season that we go through sometimes we have to look a little bit harder but it's always there so what is next on your horizon I am speaking and I want to, I'm, I'm thinking about my next book. I don't know yet what the title is going to be or what it's going to be about, but I know that there is more that God has for me to say. Mm -hmm. So right now I'm just ministering as opportunities come to me and I'm speaking at different different places. I have a conference that's coming up at, that my church is sponsoring in September and it's at a women's retreat that I'll be speaking at for a couple of days. Mm -hmm. And that, so I'm just allowing God to just, wh wherever the doors that he opens, I'm just walking into those doors and, and whatever opportunities he, he gives me, I just praise God for just giving me the opportunity, like even to be speaking to you. This is so amazing. And it's so awesome for me to be speaking to you on your podcast show and to, to encourage and empower women because God, he, God has given me a, a word to speak to women because to uplift them. Because when I was, before I went through my winter season, I see you wouldn't know this, but I am shy and quiet by nature. And I don't talk a lot. God is using me to minister. God just flows through me. And, mm -hmm. and I told people that when, my husband went to prison. I found my voice. Mm -hmm. I found my voice. And yeah. that's when God began to put conviction inside of me that I have given you a word to empower women, to inspire yeah. them, to share your story with them and let, and to let women know that what they're going through right now, you need to tell them that what you've been through and, sh and tell them how I brought you through it so that they will be encouraged to know that there's more that I have for them, that where they are at right now, they may be in a bad season right now, but they will know that there is hope that there is still more that I have for them that as long as they trust me and as long as they run after me that I will bring them through and that's what I'm doing right now I'm letting women know and empowering women to let them know that God is going to bring you through God will bring you through don't give up that's my, that's what I say and wherever I go don't quit don't quit it's easy to give up it's easy to quit 
but don't give up because there is beauty on the other side of that mountain, on the other side of that valley, there is beauty. And when, as long as you just continue to trust in God, he will do the perfect work in you and in everything that concerns you. Praise God. Yeah. I love too, because he does, he gives that boldness through the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit, you know, yeah. so that it's his words that are coming through and that, that is awesome. And yeah, I love that um, empowerment of just letting women know and not to give up because you're right. It's so easy to do that. And that's why I love the title of your podcast, Fierce Calling, because God is calling us to have an impact, mm -hmm. to have an impact on this world. Yeah. He's calling us with power. He's, and he's given us the power and the strength to have an impact. We don't have an excuse. God has, he has put his power and his strength inside of us to impact this world, to yeah. let them know that there is a God, that God, that you don't have to walk around in fear. You don't have to be afraid. Uh, when you run to God, he will give you peace that passes all understanding. Mm -hmm. And that's when I was going through and that police officer didn't understand, you know, how I could have such peace, even though my husband was mm -hmm. sitting in the back of one of those cars with his hands cuffed, handcuffed behind his back. How could, how could you be so peaceful? You know, he was, I guess he was expecting me to go crazy or to be crying but I said I have peace it's called the peace of God and that's something that the world don't understand they don't yeah. understand but God is but that's what God is calling us that's our calling is to let the world know that there is peace you don't have to have fear you yeah. don't have to be in fear there's peace and there's joy and love and whatever you need it's all in God all those things together you know that's amazing yeah. so I would love if you would share with us how can the listener connect with you, Dorinthia? They can connect with me. My website is dorinthia.com. You can find my books on Amazon. My Facebook is I am Dorinthia, and my Instagram is I am Dorinthia. And they can find me on those social media outlets. First, going to my website, I do have like a mini class that they can go to. I could because I have a, a YouTube page. Mm -hmm. There's a, a mini class or webinar that's on my YouTube page, which has steps to encourage women to possess their best life, to go to the next level. And so when you go to my website, that will automatically, that's, it's a pop-up on my website. And when you subscribe, you will be directed to that particular YouTube video that that encourages and empowers women to go to the next level in their lives. Awesome. And I have had such a great time with you today. <laughs> thank you, Doris. so great. Yeah, so much oh, fun. Thank and you so much. Just a delight to just hear the word of God just come boldly through you. And I just know that he will continue to do amazing, amazing things and continually bless whatever it is that you do. And I just pray that God would continually bless you and your family and your marriage and your, you know, your ministry to women. That is awesome. Thank you. And I hope Thank to have you, so you on much. again. I'd love to have you yes. again time. <laughs> yes, I would love to come on again. Well, thank, thank you so much, Doris. You are an amazing hostess. And I just thank you for having me on and just for uh, just your positivity and your joy. 
illuminating from the from the through, through the phone. Thank you so much for <laughs> for just being who you are, and thank you so much again for just giving me this amazing opportunity to minister to your audience. Oh, praise God! I was just humbled and blessed to have you on today, and so <laughs> I'll be talking to you soon, friend. Okay, Doris, talk to you soon. Thank you for listening. I hope you were inspired by what Dorinthia had to share. I love how she said, It is your faith that will help you to endure that winter season. Another great one was, When you are on the brink of your breakthrough, don't give up. Friend, you never know how close you are. Just keep walking in faith and trust in Him because He is faithful. You can connect with Dorinthia at Dorinthia.com, on Instagram at I am Dorinthia, and Facebook at I am Dorinthia. And when you go to her website, you'll see her new book, Girl Push, Trusting God's Timing for Your Promise When It Feels Like Your Due Season Will Never Come. So don't forget to check that out today. I'd also love to connect with you. So subscribe to this podcast wherever you listen so you'll never miss an episode and check out doraswift.com and hang out for a while read some of my past blog posts and you'll also find my free resources like fear fighting bible verses and step out of your doubt and into your calling and if you need help sharing your faith with others You can also join my email list and receive my free resource, Simple Tips for Sharing Your Faith. It's so easy. It's just a couple pages and it has handy tips on how to share your grace story. Also some Bible verses that are helpful when you're sharing the gospel with a friend. And you can also make a copy so that you can give one to your friend as well. I hope you join me next time when I invite another woman who shares where she's taking action, where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon.